Hey, everybody. Hey. This is Heather, yes. the Ministries Coordinator and Mission Catalyst of Extraordinary. Seven Mile Melrose. Extraordinary. You forgot that part. <laughs> no. Um, and I uh, get the privilege of having Matt in the podcast room with me today because if you have been following along, you guys know that this is his last work week. For a while. Uh, for a while. Wow. So I wanted to capture a couple of um, details to kind of help answer some questions that we may have as this process starts to unfold. Um, so I'm going to be giving him some questions, kind of the interview style, and he'll be uh, shooting them back and we'll um, kind of wrap up uh some of these questions that may be looming about what this next period will look like. So for starters, why don't you just start with the basics of the why um, and the what uh, okay. this Sabbath will look like? Uh, thanks for doing this, Heather. I think it will be helpful for our church to just have one more open door into expectations for what yeah. we're stepping into as a community. So if you haven't um, been around the last month at Seven Mile Road, the church is going to be giving me a Sabbath from my pastoral duties yeah. for a um, couple or three months. Um, there's a few reasons for that. And we had a chance to really preach some gospel on this and catch people up on the context a few weeks ago. But we've got an illness that we're battling at home that's going to have some uh, work over these coming months. And uh, in addition, uh, there's just some fatigue from 18 years of doing gospel work in the context of Seven Mile Road. It's been the greatest run ever. And um, if you kind of tracked back over time, you would see this time horizon of the planting of a church and the growing of the church and the moving to viability of a church, and then the giving away of that church so that a family of churches might emerge, and yet continuing to lead and kind of replant sort of in a different zip code that first church and grow that church again (laughs) and inching to viability again. And that's a lot of hill to run. And the greatest thing ever... But I've noticed, um, hey, I could really use a rest, Mm -hmm. especially since that original church in its second iteration here is at such a strong place Mm -hmm. and so ready uh, to make that available to me. And also, I've done some pronounced work on content creation over the last year, culminating in finally finishing this manuscript that is an exposition field guide memoir of how we do what we do at Seven Mile Road that we think might be of help to others who are planting and building churches in post-Christian context. Yeah. So the sum of some stuff at home, a real long marathon kind of run, and then a sprint run on content creation, all culminated in me talking with our church and our church with me and saying, hey, this would be a perfect time yeah. for you to be given some time off from your regular work, to focus on family, to rest and breathe in the gospel, and to let us do some of this work for you so that you can rest. So that's a quick summary of what we mean by Sabbath from pastoral duties. And the timing is that it will start this Friday, February 1st. It's Friday. And run at least 10 weeks. Right up until Easter, 70 days a a week or so before Easter. Yeah. Uh, But there's no hard and firm end date on this because of some of the context. Yeah. So whatever is needed, the church is going to do. But the plan is to take that two to three months and give a pronounced rest. So that is what we are talking about today. That was a great summary. Did I get it? (laughs) That was great. Thanks. All right. Um, So people are curious because uh, you, being the lead pastor of our church, are uh, preaching to us often. Yes. (laughs) A lot. like two-thirds of the time, sometimes a little bit more. A lot. Um, So while you're gone, can you tell us like what that will look like? Sure. 
the preaching is going to be great. Yeah. So here's how we're approaching the ministry of the word on Sunday mornings. We just finished up 16 months of going through the biblical book of Hebrews. So to mm-hmm. just make it very simple for everyone, yeah. we're just going to move forward in the canon. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go Easy into the, the biblical book of James, <laughs> written by uh, the pastor of the, the church in Jerusalem, Jesus's little brother. And it is very boots to the ground, practical outworkings of what does a gospel-centered life look like? Yeah. What emerges from a soul that actually believes and loves and follows Jesus? So for the 10 weeks that we've got set now, there will be 10 sermons delivered, and they will all be in uh, expository order of the next text, the next text, the next text from the book of James. Most of those will be done by our local Melrose pastors, elders, or pastors in training. So we're going to try and keep as much continuity for our people as possible that the voices that they know, the men that have been called to serve them in this office, will be ministering the word to them. So Tim Barker, Matt McCann, Levi Baker, they'll be doing most of the preaching. Mm -hmm. We'll also have a few Sundays where folks from the broader family of Seven Mile Road come and preach. So I think it's March 17th. Jay Thomas will be coming up with Philly to spend the weekend with us to preach the gospel to us, catch us up on all the gospel goodness happened down in Northeast Philly. And on March 31st, Matt Moran, who pastored out of the Melrose Church for several years and is serving now in Buffalo, New York, he will come back in for the weekend to preach the gospel to us and to catch us up on all the gospel goodness that's happening with Seven Mile Road DNA out in Buffalo. So that's how we're going to roll that. You know we're going to lose one Sunday at least to snow in there somewhere, but that's what to expect for the preaching. And if you wanted to start to get familiar with the book of James, that's where we will be. Mm. Boom. (laughs) All right. So um, you had mentioned taking, uh, we're calling this a Sabbath, um, which means kind of a restful period for you. Right. Um, so what will that look like in terms of you being around the church? Uh, will we see you? When will we see you? Can you shed some light on that? Yes. What can we expect? So we're getting technical here, <laughs> but we're calling this, not calling it a sabbatical. Mm. That's a more technical term for, hey, everything's great and normal, and yet we want to give you a break from your regular duties to go rest and focus on some other content study. Yeah. So normally with that sabbatical, you would have deliverables to have read this much or written this much, and it would have a very specific eject button from ordinary church life. So you would not be around at all for three or four months. This is neither of those. Mm. So there's no deliverables for me to come back except to say, love Jesus, love your wife, love your sons and daughters, and rest. Um, Also, because we're going to be home, and working through some of this stuff as a family, we're not ejecting from some of the normal rhythms of church life. So, for example, we'll mm-hmm. still be connected to our gospel community, mm-hmm. and our crew there will see us like normal. Um, I think in the month of February, for sure, we won't be around at Seven Mile Melrose on Sundays. May do some traveling on those weekends or uh, worship with other churches, maybe some other Seven Mile Road churches. But just to give some space there for us and for the church, for everyone to kind of step in and say, hey, we've got this season without Matt doing his normal thing. But don't be surprised to see us at a student ministry event or a Sunday morning in March or April or around town. We're going to be present and just as invested in the life of the church, just stepping back from the work that typically defines my role in the church. So present and really free, 
Like if it turns out that what's best for us is to actually not be around for 10 straight Sundays, then we're free to do that. If it turns out that a bunch of them just work out perfect and are the right thing, we're free to do that. So I feel super loved by the church to say, whatever you guys need, go for that and we're with you. So you may see us a lot. You may not see us a lot. I'm not sure, but we will certainly not be overseas for three months Mm -hmm. and we're going to take it a day at a time. Yeah. Uh, So because you sort of got technical there, so it's not a sabbatical um, where there's a very intentional, this is what you're working on, um, but it is a Sabbath. So is this going to be a period that you um, are intentionally not going to, so we know that you're not going to be doing pastoral work, but is there something that you are going to be working on? Is there things that you will continue or are you going to uh, kind of focus your energy towards these things? So again, I feel like, hey, there's no expectation there, which yeah. is a gift to me. And really important to say, seriously, if all you're going to do is rest, yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody knows how I happen to be wired and <laughs> yeah. built, it's not going to work that way. Yeah. Um, so here's some of my thoughts, just yeah. so people would know. Oh, so that's kind of like, if they're praying for me and us, that's it. Yeah. So one is really availability to our family. So like we've told our kids, hey, if there's anything you'd love to do with dad or any place you wanted to go for a weekend, like any place, contiguous 40 states, now's an opportunity <laughs> that we usually don't have to do it. So like ask, and I would love to see if we can make that happen. Mm. Now we got three teenagers out of our four <laughs> kids, so they're like, yeah, no. But maybe they'll take the bait on that, and I would be free to do it. Or if Grace wanted to just go do something for a night or a weekend in a way that normally if Sunday is coming, we wouldn't be able to do, we are free to do it. Um, I'm also planning on getting to a few uh, church conference type of things that I may not normally get to. Um, A couple that I found that are just built for renewal, uh, Sabbath kind, they're just built for that. Just come and be in a in a safe place to focus again on Jesus and his grace in the gospel towards you and rest. So I may take advantage of some of those and I'll play a lot of basketball, maybe more than I (laughs) normally get to if my knees hold up. And um, so for example, I'm also thinking of in the month of February, um, reading nothing, consuming no content, but scripture Mm -hmm. and just saying, Hey, I am free this month actually to just read the Bible and not have to read other books or articles or stay up to date on cultural stuff that's going on. So even some ideas like that I have that I'll be doing, but they'll be outside of normal rhythms, and they'll be ones that I feel that I want to do or that the Spirit is leading me to do in that way. It will not be content creation stuff for the local church ministry or... Uh, pastoral care, or any of the typical stuff that I do. It'd be stuff that's free, and I'm saying my soul would benefit from that. Yeah. So I think, and again, this is brand new. Yeah. That's what I think the next 10 weeks may look like for me, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, and I know, so maybe this could be a point where you could clarify a couple of things, because I know working with you on staff that um, you are also going to continue to work on a couple different projects right. that do not fall under the blanket of pastoral care, yes, pastoral duties. Um, so if people see you working on these things, what what would you tell them about yeah, so we So we have two uh, balls in play yeah. beyond the local Melrose mission that um, – I won't be giving a ton of time to, but I'll yeah. be available to. Yeah. 
So one is we've got a big conference training that we're doing in concert with Acts 29 and in concert with the Kalos Conversations podcast that we do that's called Women as Forces for Gospel Advance. We're basically trying to pull together um, 100, 150 pastors and women from their churches in the New England area and from beyond. We've got people who are going to be traveling here from a bunch of different states to come be with us for a day in early May and say, how can we do a good job of loving and gospeling the women that Jesus has given us and equipping and mobilizing them to make disciples in their homes and in their churches? So there's a time reality on that conference. We'll be promoting it over these months. So I may be doing something to keep driving that forward as I'll be one of the folks who's uh, speaking at that event. So that's outside of local pastoral duties and is a broader thing. And then, yes, we're in that stage of trying to see if we can connect with a literary agent or publisher for this manuscript that we read. So if those calls or texts or Zoom conferences come in, I'm going to be taking those uh, simply because of the time reality there too. And again, both of those are very different things from the life and mission of the local church. There's a real pause button on that. And these may take uh, five hours total in 10 weeks or 20 hours total if something beautiful happens, for example, with publishing conversations. So those will continue. They'll be life-giving and they'll be off to the side. Every single other thing will be um, handed over to somebody else. Yeah. Um, this is going to be so great. And I know a lot of people are really excited to watch you kind of take this break in your family, have this time off. Um, for you specifically and for your family, what are you guys looking forward to uh, for this break? What are you excited about? Oh, man, that's easy. So my most excited part as far as the church goes is I cannot wait to see the church just thrive and surge in my absence and see everybody step up and say, we we got this. This church is ours, not yours. <laughs> it's Jesus's. And yeah. uh, no rock stars but Jesus is one of the sayings at Seven Mile Road. And it doesn't mean that we don't love every single individual member of this church, officer of this church, staff member of this church, yeah. and celebrate all that they bring to the church and uh, love receiving from that. Yeah. But that the center of this church is not a person or a personality, it's Christ, yeah. and um, I can't wait to see that just shown off, that the means of grace will be wielded, that pastors will do their job, deacons will do their job, staff members will do their job, members will do their stuff, and um, the opportunity to do it in pronounced ways, I can't wait to just see it happen. <laughs> and I know it's going to be a blast and fun, and I feel like it will be seamless, and my reentry into the life of the church, as the Lord will have it, will will not be like, oh, good. But we'll be like, hey, this was so cool with you not here. It's so cool with you here. Praise God that this is actually about Jesus by his spirit and not any one of us. So I'm so glad that we'll get to show that off. Um, And then personally, I'm excited. I mean, so we all embrace all the callings that God has for us. Mm -hmm. And for me, they descend in order of son of God first, my primary identity. Can you imagine that God has set his love and affection on me and made me his, and having some extra space to walk in that. And my calling as a husband to my wife to ultimately show off the faithfulness of Christ to his bride yeah. 
um, and to get a chance to do that in pronounced ways. And also my calling as a father to two sons and two daughters. I hope in every season they're saying, Dad's a sinner, a big one, but he's trying, and that they would feel that in a pronounced way. And my calling as a pastor, uh, off to the side here for a season, and to focus on the other ones. I'm excited about to see what that looks like. And again, those are never in competition with each other. They all feed off of each other. It's the same spirit that is empowering me to say yes to God's callings across the board. But I'm excited about having extra time to focus on some of those other callings in this season that I have an enthusiasm to see what that's like. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to ask the kind of flop, flip flop that question um, and ask if there's anything that you maybe aren't looking forward to or maybe even scared of right. about taking some time off. Because, I mean, as long as I've known you, I haven't heard of you taking a Sabbath or a sabbatical up till now. I don't know if that's right. true or not, but I haven't heard yeah. about it. So, I mean, um, we have this may wonderful, be wonderful rhythms of rest yeah. in our lives in our marriage in our home and our church yeah. which is why we've had such vigor Health for the work for the yes years. and but a pronounced time so this is the first one of away. those yes yeah so what what do you like oh what do you think about like this well tensions yeah my type a control freak will come out in what comes to mind first which is i'm most scared so a small church like ours yeah. that is built on uh reaching bostonians mostly of whom are ungospeled and unchurched. Yeah. Uh, new people is life and death for yeah. us. Yes. Uh, not so much that everyone who comes has to believe the gospel and be a part of our church, but that they would have the opportunity to, and that their experience in intersecting with us from top to bottom, nuts to bolts, A to Z, would be a warm, direct, gospel-centered one. And for me, as the pastor, that often means part of my work is to make sure that there's personal connection with everybody who's new, yeah. a follow-up, an invitation to coffee or a meal to make sure that if they were interested and wanted to uh, get to know, like, what are we going for in this church? What, what is happening here? That I would make sure that thing happens. That's one of my yeah. roles. And so I have a fear that we're going to miss new yeah. people. And I know we will not miss them in the sense of on a Sunday that they'll be warmly greeted. Yeah. Uh, you guys are amazing with that. But the systems, that's one of the key systems that flows through actually you and I. Yeah. And so if I'm removed from that, is that going to happen? That's a fear that I have because <laughs> oh, I know how important it is. So I'm being honest with yeah. that one. And we'll meet on that a couple more times before Friday. <laughs> and it'll be great. But I'm like, man, we can't miss anybody new yeah. to be given a chance to connect. So I could probably come up with several other things like that. That one just jumps to mind first. And then for us. Yeah, I'm not exactly a siesta kind of guy. Um, so I'm nervous. And like the way that mine works is that I will not make good use of the time that the church has given to me to rest well. So I can turn everything into a performance objective, and that's not okay. Yeah. And so I'm scared that it may take a little while for me to shift into, hey, it's okay to rest, and it's okay to have a bunch of guys come and say, hey, can we love you and help you empty out your attic? Yeah. And it's okay for you not to read three books this week and know exactly what's happening in the culture of Boston so that if anyone needs answers to how a Christian, to just chill on that, yeah. that the Spirit would be good to me to get there and that this would be a pronounced time of rest 
that fits my personality, but actually accomplishes what we're hoping it would be. So I'm hopeful that we can get there, but it's a little scary. Yeah. Uh, Just one quick last question, and then maybe one other question. I'm not sure if it'll come up. But um, you had just quickly just said, like, have some guys come help you clean out your attic. Is there... Which could be an easy, tangible way that people could actually come help you. I know that we had talked about you maybe working on some projects um, at home, but I know I've been getting this question a lot, and to be able to answer that better would be awesome. How can the church be serving you and your family and be praying for you guys specifically um, on your time away? So our church loves us. Yes, It's the best thing. I've heard so many horror stories of pastors who— they work so hard to hustle and love their people, and it just doesn't happen for one reason or another. Yeah. Man, that is so not the case in the life of our church. So we know that we are deeply loved by the people of Seven Mile Road. Um, this is, it can be hard territory, right? Because yeah. um, certainly there's some privacy involved in some of the stuff that, you know, just when a family has a hard providence like this, yeah. that sometimes the most loving way to love them is to just give them whatever space that they need. Mm-hmm. And just to say, there actually is no answer there. Yeah. And if we need, we'll let you know. But just to know that you're there is enough of a, um, a gift to yeah. our souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some of that. We'll be walking down some territory we've not walked down before. So I wouldn't know how to answer some of that question. I think we're trying to believe that every hard providence that God gives is an opportunity yeah. for us to... Love him deeper, trust him deeper, uh, obey him deeper. So if you could be praying that that would be happening in all of our souls would be great. And then, yeah, I think maybe, again, there's a lot of maybes, but yeah. like there's a bunch of stuff I got to do around my house <laughs> yeah. that I just never, never get to because <laughs> yeah. there's so much other up. stuff, work to be done. Yeah. So if you're the kind of person who says, hey, I would love to come help you clean out an attic or <laughs> yeah. get a space project done or move that shed or spend a Saturday painting some walls. Um, I think uh, at some point during this, that may be some stuff that I'm like, you know what? Oh, wait, I have all this time. Extra hands too. It could be useful. (laughs) And we can do some things that would be of great service to our family as well. So I don't know, but I think there may be some space like that. So um, yeah, something like that is on your heart to just say, I would love to be in on that. Then zipping me an email and just saying, Hey, if something like that happens, please make sure to include me. Yeah. Would be a gift to me to just know who might be available in this season of their life to give some time to some simple stuff like that. Again, if it would be something that would be like really loving to our home. Yeah. I'm always chasing my teenagers to help with that stuff, but you know how that goes. <laughs> so there there may be some time on my hands to finally drive some of those things yeah. forward, which would be fun too. And I know it would be such a gift to people who love us to say it was so good just to come break a sweat with you and be with you. Yeah. Um, not necessarily in in prayer or soul care, but just in service dirty. to your family. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that may be a good idea. Yeah. Then that, I knew there was going to be a follow-up question. So you had just mentioned that people could email you. So, um, and I'm assuming you want that like now, so people aren't packing you <laughs> after your break. Um, but that is brings up another um, question that people will have. If there is in a case of an emergency or someone's in need of pastoral care or just general questions, who would they be contacting? Right. So in a, in a church our size, it's natural a lot of times yeah. that if something like that happens, people's first gut connection is to say, let me text uh, Pastor Matt or yeah. send him an email, which is totally beautifully 
appropriate. Yeah. So in this season, but it's not, that doesn't mean that I therefore am involved in every one of those things churchwide. We have right. a whole body of people, a plurality of elders, yeah. a Kalos team of women who are meeting the needs of our people. So, but clearly it would be normal for me to be a connection point on some percentage of those things. So with me removed from that, um, Pastor Tim and Pastor Matt are both going to be serving in the way that they have been and will continue to and available yeah. in these situations. So the connections on that front, they're ready to go just like they are. We handle them as a team anyway. So they'll yeah. be handling them without my presence. And Heather at sevenmileroad.org is like the yeah. super key central <laughs> email for if you ever are in doubt about anything. Yeah. As our ministries coordinator, she is a full-time staff, happy, ready to connect you through on whatever would be needed. So just feel yeah. totally free to avoid my email and text on those fronts in this <laughs> yeah. stretch mm -hmm. and to go through Pastor Matt, Pastor Tim, or Heather, any of the three of them are happy to drive that forward as it happens just so the expectation is set on that one. Yeah. 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 Email me <laughs> if you have any questions. She gets a few emails a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so thank you for just being willing to answer these questions and provide some more details for that. Um, if you are new to our church or if you haven't really been around the last month, Pastor Matt did actually um, preach a whole sermon on what these plans will look like. Yeah, January 6th. A little bit more detail. Yep. So if there are any like gaps in this that you feel like you're not in the know of, um, go back and listen to that. Um, he provided some more information um, around the whys and hows. So if uh, you listen to that and don't have any uh, more questions, uh, or if you sorry, if you do have any more questions, yes. then go ahead and email us, and we'll really, be happy to. Seriously, um, taking this twenty minutes to talk here yeah. is just to help love our church and the mission of our church with setting some expectations. But if there's any questions, or if there's any way that you're like, hey, here's a way we could do this even better, yeah, please let us know because we're figuring these things out as we go. And that would be a great act of love and service to us as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Thanks. That's good. <laughs>